SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Wednesday, August 31st, as we close out the month of August. Here's truly Scott Wetzel right here on Sports Grid Radio, taking your phone calls, 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. What's going on, LL? A little time travel countdown day, or is it? Uh, Motormouth Mayock remains stalled in the pits. Good day for the futures, uh, bad day for the strikeouts. Dodgers are dogs? Uh, well, we knew he blew blow anyway, right? A gift from uh, the boys in Vegas, a lock in the WNBA, and uh, say it isn't so. We get to all those stories, uh, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and of course, opposite picks on this uh, hump day, Wednesday morning. Uh, Sportsnet LA with the Lux Go Ahead RBI single. Yes Network with the Judge home run number 51, as you heard on the season for Mr. Aaron Judge. Isn't that interesting? You realize, folks, there's only been 27 players that have hit 50 home runs in a season. You know, forget about 60 or, or 70. 27 in the history of baseball, well over 10,000 players. And you throw out the Reuters, and, and you know, you could probably cut it to, down to 20, depending on who you think did, did or didn't do Reuters. I mean, it is so rare. And then you throw in the fact that this guy is doing it before we get to September, let alone the entire season, I'd like to know, and I bet there's not more than one or two, Maris and I think Ruth. Uh, about Bonds? Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm assuming Bonds too. But uh, there's probably not more than a handful of those 27 players that have done it before September. I mean, it, it really, you know... Uh, I know he's a Yankee, and I know every other Yankee is sticking needles in their ass. We, we all know that, right? We all know they're, they're, they're cheaters in their own little way. I, I do find it interesting, we'll say, that uh, in his walk year, no less, he decides all of a sudden stay healthy for a rare, rare time and uh, go off like he's gone off this year. Last year of his contract. Coincidence? Eh, you make the call. But eh, this is a rare time we're actually rooting for him because we have our uh, under uh, LA Angels. Not that we're sweating it out, but I just I don't want them to get anything uh, carried away here with them sweeping the Toronto Blue Jays over the weekend. So nice little win uh, by the Stankies yesterday. So that means the Angels would now have to go 19-13 and 13 the rest of the way to hit their 74-and-a-half uh, win total. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to pat myself on the back here because nobody else will do it, so it's a dirty job. It might as well be me. I do own these futures. I, 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 got it. I know it's, it's bragging. I know, I know it's a dangerous thing with the boys in Vegas, but, man, college football, NFL last year especially, we kicked ass with these win totals, these season win totals. I love these season win totals. I don't, I don't know what it is. Well, I do know what it is. The boys in Vegas are stupid when it comes to this stuff. I mean, they're smart with everything else. Everything else, they're dead on 
But with these win total futures, they buy into the rhetoric. And if you can eliminate the rhetoric, the LA Angels, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, well, they got to be great. They have to. There's those two guys are on the team. No, they stink. They, they, they've stunk every single year they've been on the team. But they continue to post angel numbers in this case, you know, way high because they think people are going to bet overs. And I suppose people do. You know, uh, Yankees or different, different teams. Uh, no respect for Baltimore, right? I mean, they, I told you. And this is why we were on the over. Uh, despite the great little closeout of the first half of the season for the Orioles, they gave an over-under of 10 games under 500. Playing 10 games under 500 second half of the season, and the Orioles still would have hit their over. They would have had to play 11 games. Are you kidding me? This thing's going to make the playoffs. Tampa Bay, they posted an over-under second half of the season of uh, basically 500 baseball. Tampa Bay. I mean, I know it's Tampa Bay, but you know what? They make the playoffs every single year. They're, they're 14 games over 500. What makes you think they're going to play under 500 the second half of the season? They haven't done that in years. So they buy into that, the the uh, the norm. You know, most people see ah, Tampa Bay sucks. Ah, Baltimore just sucks. Oh, the Angels are going to be great. Oh, the Yankees are going to be great. They they buy into what the public thinking is with these over under totals. And uh, you know, we've done a great job with them. We just uh, we have. We're in a position really to go eight and one. We gave out nine at the uh, All Star break. Baltimore's all but a lock. They would need to go 9-25 and 25 the rest of the way. I, th- I think they're going to win nine games the rest of the way. Dodgers all but a lock. They need to go 14-20. and 20. We hit everything last night. We had the Orioles. Oh, no, actually, no, we don't the Orioles lost, but outside of the Orioles. We had the Dodgers win, Seattle win, Tampa Bay, Houston, Stankies, Angels lost, Washington lost, Texas lost. And those last three are unders that we have. So, man, I love these. Love these. And we're going to give them out for college football and uh, the NFL uh, before this week is through for sure. All right, just getting underway. It's opposite picks right here at Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. It is off to picks on this uh, Wednesday morning right here on Sports Grid Radio. Uh, that was uh, NBCSN Chicago with the uh, two-run homer by the uh, Royals Sheets and then uh, John Gruden uh, talking to the Little Rock uh, Touchdown Club. And uh, listen, you know what? If I was him, I wouldn't have resigned. I, I really wouldn't have. I mean, who knows what he wrote really in all those emails? Uh, I, I don't know how ugly it, it would have gotten, but I, you know, I, I just I fight fire with fire. If I think I'm innocent, uh, then uh, you know I, uh, I I fight it. And I just I just don't quit. So I doubt. Da- well, who knows in the NFL? But I doubt very much he'll get a second shot. Uh, he might get a second shot on TV, but I don't think he's going to get a second shot. As a head coach, um, I don't think he'd lower himself to be an assistant somewhere. Uh, would he go to college? Uh, that'd be a tough sell, right? Uh, boy, you, you know, you're trying to recruit some kid, and then you have another coach that says you want you want your son to go play for that guy. Really? Yeah, did you read some of those emails? So that that might be tough, uh, but I, I don't doubt somewhere along the line, some you know, Amazon, someone trying to make a splash with their broadcast team will give him a shot, but. 
Hey, listen, he's got more money than he needs 10 times over. So uh, I guess just getting back into the public limelight and getting back into the, you know, I'm a human being here uh, and we all make mistakes is probably his really his biggest goal. But uh, anyway, baseball yesterday. Oh, actually, NFL yesterday, rather cut down day. I mean, it's cut down day, but it's not, you know, it's not like the old days. The old days, boy, cut down day. The Turk comes out. That's it. You're not on the roster. You're doomed and gloomed. And then, you know, uh, go, you had to work overnights at 7-Eleven. Now, uh, now they bring you back. You know, you're set to make uh, $5 million. Well, we don't want to pay you $5 million. So we're going to cut your ass. No one's going to pick you up. So we'll, re- we'll re-sign you for a million, though, you know. Uh, and, and that's what the player has to do, swallow some pride and accept uh, less money. Or he gets put on the practice squad. Uh, or somebody else does pick them up. So it's it's not the end of the world like it used to be. But some interesting moves yesterday. Nothing crazy, crazy. Um, the Lions cut quarterback David Blue, Blow. However, he pronounce his name. We all know he blows. Blau, Blau, uh, yeah, B L O U G H, Blau. Yeah, okay. You tell me that kid didn't get teased growing up, huh? Uh, I, 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 I always, I wouldn't even tell people my last name. What's your, what's your name? Um, I, 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 whatever. What, what was the question? Yeah, yeah, David. That's what. That's my name. No, what's your last name? Uh, what? What? Yeah, yeah. How about that play? You know, I mean, I wouldn't even. The kids these days, uh, oh, they would, they would crucify him. So, yeah. Good old David Blow Blau got cut by the Lions. He sucked. Uh, Bills played his corner trade Davius White on the uh, PUP list, which means he's going to miss the first four weeks of the season. That's big. He's one of the better cornerbacks uh, in, the, in the NFL. Uh, Laquan Treadwell, this guy is fast as lightning, boy, and he can't stick with the Jaguars. I don't know if this is a good sign or a bad sign with Jacksonville, but they cut or at least got rid of their top two receivers from last year's team. Is that dumb because what are you doing? Or is that good because that shows how bad these guys were and they're trying to, you know, clean house and, and get better players in there? You know, Treadwell's halfway decent. Chenault was halfway decent. He was traded this week. Um, I tell you, I'm going to be all over. We talked about the over-unders uh, last segment. I'm going to be all over the under for Jacksonville. All over it. We'll give them out next week. But... Anyone drinking that Jacksonville Kool-Aid? Yeah, uh, I got some left over from last year. You can continue to drink if you want. They're going to be awful. Kansas City cut wide receiver Josh Gordon. Mental midget that he is. Bills cut wide, uh, tight end O.J. Howard, the former Buccaneer. They signed him to an over $3 million guaranteed contract. This is why contracts in the NFL, for the most part, are not guaranteed. They give him over $3 million. He was a serviceable player, a pretty good player for Tampa Bay. I, he must have went into camp fat, out of shape, and just said, that's it, I'm done. It's a shame on you. You want to give me $3 million bucks? Where do I sign? Dolphins cut running back Sony Michelle. Dallas, uh, they're an interesting group. Cowgirls cut quarterbacks, plural, Cooper Rush and Will Greer. Right now, the Cowgirls have one quarterback on the roster, Dak Prescott. That's it. Again, another sign of this is being 2022, not 1982. They'll pick up somebody off the waiver wire, obviously, but right now they only have one. And Cooper Rush stinks. No big deal. Uh, Saints waived Notre Dame quarterback Ian Book. He was awful in the preseason. So now they got Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton. Uh, and maybe Taysom Hill, depending on how you want to view him. Uh, 
is uh, their quarterback. Raiders cut first. Get a load of this. They cut their first-round pick from last year, Alex Leatherwood. Consider Motormouth Mayock and, uh, oh, by the way, John Gruden are no longer there. First-round picks in their regime. Last year, Alex Leatherwood, gone. Henry Ruggs, two years ago, gone. Uh, Damian Arnett, three years ago, or actually two years ago, they had two, gone. Uh, Cleveland Farrell, fifth year declined. Josh Jacobs, fifth year declined. Jonathan Abram, fifth year declined, which means this will be their last years. That, that's one, two, three, four, five, six first round picks over the last uh, you know three, four years. And none of them are going to be on the team after this upcoming season, more than likely. That's why Motormouth Mayock is in the broadcast booth right now, not uh, running a football team. Awful for every single year. And, you know, the four-letter network love Gruden, right? So they're never going to criticize Gruden and the Raider draft choices. And they love Motormouth as well. Uh, but the, the rest of the world knew that most of these guys were bums. Rugged with the car accident, you couldn't really you know, predict that. Josh Jacobs was pretty good, but we all know you don't draft a running back in the first round. And, and all the others were all like question marks. Like you, you could have got these guys you know, in rounds two, three, four, five. So, But that was it yesterday. Not, nothing uh, crazy, crazy. You know, the biggest news was Lamar Jackson. You know, this Twitter stuff and, and, and all the other social media outlets, it, it's really, it is comical. Um, uh, Donovan Mitchell, you know, took the Utah Jazz off all his uh, social media outlets. So now it's not on his, you know, bio. Like, that really is going to mean something. I mean, it does, but you know what I mean. Uh, the, the Jazz are worried about that. So a Dolphin fan tweeted out that Lamar Jackson yesterday is the final piece of the puzzle for the Dolphins to win a Super Bowl. So what? So Lamar liked it. And he noted later on that he uh, was a Dolphin fan growing up. Cowgirls were his favorite team, but the Dolphins, he's from Florida, were his second favorite team. So does that mean anything? Probably not. You know, he's trying to get $250 million from the Ravens, so he's willing to do anything and everything to maybe put the fear of God into Baltimore that maybe he's leaving, but... That is pretty weak, Lamar. I mean, you got to remember, you know, the Dolphins have a quarterback. He's got his own issues, two with tags, right? I mean, he doesn't need another quarterback looking over his shoulder saying that, you know, he would love to join the Miami Dolphins. That that's He probably doesn't realize what he did, but that's pretty low, to tell you the truth. Um, but you know what? As a Dolphin fan, I want absolutely zero, zero part of Lamar Jackson. You talk about going from the pot to the frying pan. No thanks. I don't want to invest $50 million in a quarterback that's never won a big game in his life. Picks all coming up next right here on Sports Good Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
All right, welcome back. It is Opposite Picks right here on a Wednesday on uh, Sports Grid uh, Radio. Yours truly sitting in right up until uh, noon Eastern time, as we always do, Monday through Friday, right here on, again on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 159, your local radio affiliate around the nation. Bally Sports Arizona, the McCarthy home run uh, for Arizona as uh, the Diamondbacks uh, destroy the Philadelphia Phillies. And then you got the ATT Sportsnet uh, in Pittsburgh with the Chavis home run for uh, Pittsburgh, which actually knocks off Milwaukee. Uh, you know, a couple of things there with that baseball stuff. One, I'll start with, uh, we'll go in order. I'll start with Philadelphia. I'm not saying it's going to happen because their schedule really eases up here. But we saw this last year with this Philadelphia Phillies team. They had a similar schedule. Easy. It was like Miami a couple of times, Washington a couple of times. Uh, you know, the, the dredges of the National League, they were playing in September, and boy, they couldn't buy a win. So if that occurs again, I think we could point to yes, two days ago's Arizona-Philadelphia game. That's where we're going to say it all went wrong for the Phillies. That's the game where they had that 7-0 lead, bottom of the fourth inning, cruising, facing an awful Arizona team, right? And they blow it, and they lose 13-7. And not only do they lose, but they lose, you know, obviously in embarrassing fashion, blowing a 7-0 lead, and they rolled over. I don't think they got a hit after the fifth inning. Yesterday... They get splattered with their best pitcher, Aaron Nola, on the hill, 12-3. to They've now been outscored 25-3 to over the last uh, 14 innings. And there was a run there where it was 22-0. Uh, and So they got Arizona again, Henry and Falter uh, tonight. They lose tonight. Now all of a sudden they've lost four in a row. Then they got a three-game set at San Francisco, which is playing lousy baseball. Giants lost again last night. They've now dropped 10 of their last 12. Then they got a three-game set against Miami. Then they got a three-game set against Washington. Then they got another three-game set against Miami. So they have 3, 6, 9, 12. They got 13 games coming up against the worst teams in the National League and then the Giants who are playing like crap. But again, we saw this last year. And if they screw up and they blow this thing, that's we're gonna we're gonna point back to that game against Arizona Monday night when they blew that seven nothing lead. They have you know played uninspired baseball from that point on Monday, and then uh, nothing last night. And I tell you, a gift from the boys in Vegas. I dare we say this, but. Arizona, see, this is the advantage you have if you do a little bit of thinking, right? Philadelphia used up their entire bullpen in that Monday night game. Now, it's not like these guys can't pitch back-to-back. I get that. But they used up everybody, and a lot of these guys pitched a number of pitches because they were all awful. So I knew last night that Aaron Nola was going to get the benefit of the doubt he was going to stay in that game as long as possible, even if he stunk, which he did. So they were giving you, the boys in Vegas, an over-under. When it was 8-0 Arizona in the fourth inning, they were giving you an over-under at Arizona of 9. And, and uh, you know, Joe and I, in-game live last night, we're saying to ourselves, 9? Nine? 9? They already got 8! It's only the fourth inning! 
and Arenola's stinking, and they were keeping him in the game, like we said. Either one or two things are going to happen. They're going to you know, keep Arenola in the game, and he's getting rocked, or they're going to pull him, and they're going to go to one of the worst bullpens in the history of baseball in Philadelphia. Either way, how is Arizona in five innings not scoring one more run? Four innings because they weren't going to bat in the bottom of the ninth. I mean, it was a gift, right? Lo and behold, they get that ninth run. Now we got at least the push. Then they were putting 10 up there. And we were like, what, are you kidding me? I mean, again, we got three plus at bats. And we are pretty smart in this in-game live stuff. And I said, you know what, Joe? Even if the Diamondbacks don't score off real Philadelphia Phillies pitchers, you know in a 10-run, 8-run, 9-run game, you're going to get that utility pitcher for the bottom of the eighth inning. So we have the you know the ace up our, our up the sleeve here in, in getting a chance to bat against a you know a utility guy. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. Arizona scores three times in the bottom of the eighth, uh, and they end up winning it uh, twelve to three. And we cashed all the over tickets. Cha ching, cha ching. I mean that that I, I wish it was that easy all the time. I mean it was. If I had a lot of money in my account, it would have been just like, are you kidding me? I have an eight nothing game. In the fourth inning, and you're giving me an over under of nine. I mean, you know, team total for Arizona nine. I, it's you can't get it any easier than that. So that was a nice little night last night. I had a, had a good time uh, with that Arizona. It's second straight night we've cashed in on this Arizona uh, Philadelphia game. But that's Philly uh, fans. Uh, you know what? You're still in a position to make the postseason if it were to you know end today. I get that, but. Um, you're lucky Milwaukee is losing, and you're lucky San Francisco. Well, the Giants are now nine and a half back. Arizona is actually just as close to a playoff spot as San Francisco, which goes to show how far the Giants have fallen. They're, six, they're both 61 and 67. Wow. That magic, that karma, that whatever the Giants had last year, long gone. Long gone. Lost 10 of 12, six in a row. They're not even going to play 500 baseball. They won 100, what, 105, 106 games last year? And and they're not even going to get to, forget about the 100. They're not even going to get to 500 baseball this year. Remarkable. Uh, Colorado wins last night. Are you freaking kidding me? I tell you what, um, Dave Sherpin uh, was saying that he had a buddy that follows the three to one favorites and uh, three to one really underdogs because uh, you could be a three to one favorite, but you're only getting you know plus two fifty on on the backside. He said, I can't verify this, but he said his buddy said that teams that are three to one underdogs with the Colorado win last night are now six and four. Or check that uh, five and five. Uh, he said they were four and five. Five and five. As three to one underdogs, that means you're laying, you know, if you actually played the money line, uh, you know, close to four to one, minus three fifty, three sixty, three seventy, whatever, on a favorite, and those teams are only five and five. I don't doubt it. I, I, I like to verify when I get numbers like that, but I, I've seen it. I, I mean, I do remember a lot of times these teams, these monster favorites, and Atlanta was another one last night. I mean, Atlanta had their best pitcher, Max Fried, pitching. Uh, the, 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 the Rockies had a stiff pitching. Uh, Rock 
Rockies are uh, one of, if not the worst road team in all of baseball. Atlanta's one of the best teams in baseball. Uh, Atlanta's playing great ball of late. Rockies, uh, you know, they put up a fight, but they did, uh, you know, lose uh, two of three or three of four to the Mets. How do you figure? How do you figure? I, I mean, it's just, are you kidding me? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 3-2. They ended up losing the Braves. So the Mets, despite losing to the Dodgers, uh, don't lose any ground. So they remain three up. How about the Dodgers tonight? For only the uh, what, third or fourth time, perhaps all year. And by the way, the Dodgers have 90 wins after last night's win. 90 and 38. They are 52 games over 500. Wow. And I still think they can be beaten in the postseason. But they are ripping it here in the regular season. They have been on a remarkable tear. Just just, uh, just an unbelievable. You know, they, they've only lost a handful of games since the All-Star break. That, that, that's just amazing. Amazing. Um, they have lost since the All-Star break, I will tell you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight games. Eight games out of uh, 90. They had 90. How many they played now? 128. Eight games out of 38 games. They're 30 and 8. I mean, it's just amazing how how great this team is playing. Uh, And they're actually underdogs tonight. How about that? Yep. They are underdogs for, like I said, the third or fourth time because the greatest pitcher of all time, good old Jacob DeGrom, is pitching tonight for the Mets. Uh, Let's see, Mets fans. You think your boy is so good? You think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread? We'll find out tonight. You'll find out tonight why the Mets might not win the World Series because if they pull this guy after 85 pitches in the sixth inning like they've been doing, You'll never be able to count on him in the postseason. That's exactly why. Our pitching props, strikeout props yesterday, what a rough two days. We went 0-4 on Monday and uh, only 2-6 yesterday. Two of them, uh, Shane McClanahan didn't start, so uh, that that was a scratch. And the way things went yesterday, it's probably good. Uh, Jamison Tyon left the game in the third inning. Uh, He had two strikeouts. He was on pace, but... He got hurt, so you can't blame us on that one. But the rest of them, we went realistically two and five. Not good. The only winners we had were Regalan and uh, and Valdez. A couple of guys came close, but lousy, lousy day. I got winners, though, coming up, plus opposite picks as well. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, yes. LL's loyal listeners know what that music means. Time to take out those pad and pencils, get set for the fastest, and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks your newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, systems, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Uh, We had a little uh, three and four yesterday, although we did have a couple of uh, monster underdog winners, so we're now 347 up, 402 down. As uh, we have another seven pack of games for you today. 
Going to start in the WNBA. That's right. We got two playoff games. Uh, Chicago laying four and a half versus Connecticut. And I know what you're saying. I'm not betting the WNBA, Scott. Come on, please. But you know what? NBA bettors dream for spots like this. Home team, Chicago. Better team, Chicago. Defending champs, Chicago. Lose game one of their best of five series at home against Connecticut. Now they have to win game two if they have any hopes of winning this series, right? That's the case here for the Sky. We love that scenario in the NBA. WNBA, no different. They drop game one. They will not lose game two. And same thing happened to them in the first round matchup against the, the New York Liberty. And you know what? They won game two. How many points, though, Scott? How about 38? They blew out the Liberty. I don't know if that's going to happen, but boy, I love Chicago laying four and a half. Uh, give me Connecticut uh, plus the four and a half. Pick number two, Las Vegas uh, laying five and a half versus Seattle. Uh, deja vu all over again, as uh, Yogi liked to say. Same scenario here. How about that? We got a doubleheader dip in the uh, WNBA. Better team, home team, number one seed, Las Vegas, lost game one at home to Seattle. They cannot afford to lose game two. They're better than Seattle. It'll show. They went three and one against Seattle in the regular season, winning all those uh, three games by more than six points that they're laying here. Five and a half. Las Vegas, 26 and 10 regular season. Love Las Vegas here to respond. Uh, give me a Seattle plus the five and a half. Pick number three, baseball. San Diego laying a buck fifty-five at San Francisco. Boy, that Cinderella season of the Giants last year, a distant memory right now. They are on the verge of being realistically eliminated from playoff contention. They've lost 10 of their last 12. They're nine and a half back for the final wild card spot. Wow. The magic from last season clearly gone. Padres, meanwhile, 10 and 5 versus San Francisco this season. Getaway day, afternoon baseball, Musgrove on the hill for the pods. Love San Diego here. Uh, give me the Giants plus the 125. Pick number four, Baltimore plus 145 at Cleveland. The gift that keeps on giving. The Orioles as underdogs for the boys in Vegas. Uh, you know what? Just a couple of games out of the final wild card spot in the American League. Uh, they did lose last night, but still five and three. Their last eight Guardians obviously playing well, but the Orioles eight and two in Jordan Lyles' last ten starts. Uh, give me Cleveland, minus the 165. Pick number five, Tampa Bay uh, laying a run and a half at Miami. Uh, I tell you what, this, uh, I was going to say Dolphins team. Uh, this Miami team is pathetic. Dolphins might be as well, but they couldn't hit their way out of a paper bag with a uh, with a razor blade. And now they face one of the best pitchers in baseball, 9-4 Drew Rasmussen. Devil Dogs happen to be 7-1 in his last eight starts. Marlins, 7-17 and their last 24 games. They are done. Love Tampa Bay here. Uh, give me the Marlins plus the one and a half runs. Pick number six, Oakland Pickham at Washington. A's are actually playing decent ball. They won again last night, 10-6 over these same Nats. They're now 8-6 their last 14 games. Don't ask why, just take it. Uh, now they face winless 0-5 Anibal Sanchez. Nats clearly with a sense of humor by keeping this 38-year-old stiff still in the starting rotation. Why? Who knows? Don't ask. Nationals 7-17 their last 24 games, just like the Miami Marlins. Ride the A's here, the red-hot A's. 
Uh, give me the Nationals at uh, Pickham. Pick number seven, Braves laying a run and a half versus Colorado. I don't know how, but the Rockies won last night. What are the chances, though, of the worst road team in baseball, Colorado, still now only 20 and 42 on the road, beating the Braves in back-to-back road games? No way. Kyle Wright goes for the Braves, who are 10 and 1 in his last 11 starts, 13 and 2 in his last 15 starts. Ryan Feltner starts for the Rockies, who are only 3 and 10 in his 13 starts. I mean, there's just no way in the world Colorado wins this game. I mean, you'd have to be the biggest bird brain, butthead, meathead, fathead, imbecile, simpleton, moron, dork, schmuck, klutz, clod, clown, mental midget, jerk, jackass in the world to put American money on Colorado tonight. Yeah, give me Colorado plus the run and a half. Opposite picks, seven pack from WNBA action. Connecticut plus four and a half against Chicago. Seattle plus five and a half against Las Vegas. Giants in baseball plus a buck twenty-five against San Diego. Cleveland minus one sixty-five against Baltimore. Marlins plus a run and a half against Tampa Bay. Nationals pick them against Oakland. And uh, give me the Rockies. Pains me to say it. Uh, but give me Colorado plus the run and a half uh, plus Atlanta. Opposite picks for a Wednesday, August 31st. Good luck, folks. All right, there you go. Uh, we'll post those uh, on the uh, front page of the website, the, the new and improved, oh, by the way, website, in case you haven't noticed. Uh, we'll do the baseball stuff and everything else and put those on the on the baseball page. All right, uh, back to our strikeout props, our pyramid plays, too. Uh, let, let's start with the pyramid plays. We'll go in order. Um, best baseball play on the board. Listen, I don't know if it's necessarily the best, but um, I, I, I just I got to see it to believe it. Give me Atlanta Lane to run and a half against Colorado. Um, there's just no way the, this pathetic Rockies team, although, like I said, they did give the Mets fits, and they did salvage the last game of that series, but still, um, I, I got to see Colorado win twice. So uh, give, me the, uh, give me the Braves Lane to run and a half as the best baseball play. Best strikeout play, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, no NFL today, WNBA. I do like both, but I'm going to side with Chicago just a tad more over Las Vegas. Uh, love the sky. Four and a half versus Connecticut. No way they lose two in a row. Our strikeout props. All right, I told you we got some room to, to uh, fill here because uh, we did the lousy yesterday. We got one, two, three, four, six guys. We're going to consider Garrett Cole. He's eight and a half. Now he's only hit that number nine, five of his last 15, but he did hit it last time out. He's a streaky guy. If you look at his strikeout totals, you know, when he goes high one week, he never he generally goes high the next. So, and it is the Angels' worst strikeout team. Under normal circumstances, I wouldn't play that, but. You know what? Yankee bullpen got used up last night, so he's going to get the benefit of the doubt. So uh, I'm going to go over eight and a half Cole against the Angels. Uh, Frankie Peralta from Milwaukee, six and a half versus Pittsburgh. This is a tough one. Pittsburgh's the third worst strikeout team. We generally always go against Pittsburgh, right? He needs seven. He's uh, had seven, only four of his last 13 starts, four and nine, and on an 0-6 run. This Brewers team, is uh, there's something wrong with it. So you know what? I'm going to pass. A rare, rare time I'm going to pass on going against uh, the Pirates. Uh, That that number's just too high. 0-6 is 0-6. 
Seattle's Marco Gonzalez, three and a half versus Detroit. All right, he's had four strikeouts or more, uh, six of his last 11 games, six and five. Tigers are the fourth worst strikeout team in all of baseball, so I like that one. We're going to go over Gonzalez. Houston's Christian Javier, six and a half. Um, you know, he's seven and seven. You know, so 50-50 proposition his last 14 to start. So we'll, we'll take a flyer on him. St. Louis is Jose Quintana, who I'm not a big fan of. Four and a half, but to take it on Cincinnati. He's also seven and seven, getting five strikeouts his last 14. But I will say two and seven his last nine. But the Reds, fifth worst strikeout team. So, yeah, why not? Why not? Let's let's put him in there. So we're going to go with Gonzalez. We're going to go with Javier. Javier. We're going to go with Quintana. And then uh, we're going to put the black cloud on one Jacob DeGrom. He's got a strikeout total of eight and a half right now. He's had nine strikeouts in all but one of his five starts since he's come off the disabled list. Uh, that was the first one when it was really on a pitch count. Facing the Dodgers won't be easy, but... We'll put the black cloud on him. We'll go with the Grom as well. So we're going to use five. Our $10 parlay, where we use adjusted lines. We're going to use uh, Marco Gonzalez at six. His number's three and a half. We're getting plus 420 if he gets six, which I think he can get. And then we're going to use uh, Garrett Cole, 11. His number's eight and a half, so he's supposed to get nine. So we need two more, and that's a three to one. So that $10 parlay will pay 198 bucks. Not bad. I thought about DeGrom. I did because he's capable of going for 10 or 11 for sure. Uh, so it was a toss-up. You watch DeGrom will get 11 and Cole will get like five. But uh, Gonzalez and Cole are $10 parlay props, 198 bucks, six and 11. So it's Cole, Gonzalez, Javier, Javier Quintana, and, and uh, DeGrom. Uh, our uh, open parlays, our pro Dodger anti-nationals parlay. We'll get to that one first. We uh, did not win last night. We had a chance. Dodgers only won by one. Mets uh, again. Uh, Oakland uh, won big, but the Dodgers rare, 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 rare time where it was the Dodgers that didn't hold its up its end of the bargain. So we're 5-15 now, still plus 434, but that, that would have been a nice one. Right back on the Dodgers, and we're getting monster, monster odds tonight. Dodgers laying a run and a half against DeGrom, plus 235, and it's going up. Oakland laying a run and a half against uh, Washington, plus 146. That combo hits, that'll pay $724. And I know what you're saying, uh, the Dodgers, they might not even win, let alone win by two, Scott. You know what? So what? That that's that's the beauty of this. You know, that's when you're gonna get these monster odds when things that aren't supposed to happen happen. Uh they're more than capable of winning uh, by two runs. I, I could see DeGrom that being a two-two game. DeGrom throwing 85 pitches and he's gonna get yanked like he's been yanked. And now it's gonna be the Mets bullpen. So um definitely play this tonight. Our open parlay from yesterday, leg number five. Stinking Atlanta Braves cost us. Unbelievable. 471 bucks we built. We were trying to win 284. Braves laying a run and a half. Not only didn't they uh, you know, win by two runs, they didn't win at all. So all that nice hard work, four winners right out the window. Thank you very much, Atlanta Braves. Man. 
So we're now two and fifty-five. I don't think I put uh, that on there. Two and fifty-five minus two thousand two hundred and thirty-seven bucks uh, for the beginning of the year. If you're a hundred-dollar player, got to start all over again. Where are we gonna go? Little surprise. I'm gonna go Chicago Sky. I do like this WNBA. That that role they're in, losing the first game, minus four and a half, minus one twenty on FanDuel, hundred dollars to win eighty three dollars. So put it on the sky. Our underdog open parlay. You know, funny little story. I'll tell you when we come back. I was debating two teams yesterday, and unfortunately, we chose the wrong one. Close up shop next with the, our underdog open parlay new play coming up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. It is Ops and Picks on this uh, Wednesday, hump day, August 31st. Uh, let us see, let us see. What do we have left? Our underdog open parlay. Yeah. Man, it was only leg number two, but still, we'd like to get a winner on one of these suckers, you know? I was considering Boston and Kansas City. Red Sox, because they were facing the Twins with Chris Archer, uh, and Archer had lost, or at least the Twins had lost his uh, his last eight starts. And then I was considering Kansas City against the White Sox, because Brady Singer was pitching for KC, and he's been on fire of late. And I sided with the Red Sox, and naturally they lost, and naturally Kansas City won. So out the window we go. Oh, and 65 now for our uh, open parlays with underdogs uh, for a nasty three uh, two thousand three hundred and seventy-five bucks. So back to the drawing board we go. I'm gonna play the Dodgers. Um, you know, plus 132, 136 now on FanDuel against the Mets. Uh, 25, it's a quarter of a unit. 25 to win 34. Listen, you want to give me the Dodgers, I don't care if it's against Jason, Jacob DeGrom or Nolan Ryan or uh, Walter Johnson. I, I will gladly, gladly take the Dodgers as underdogs. Why not? So that's our uh, leg number one. A uh, little tennis tonight. You got Serena Williams back in action. She's a minus 250 uh, underdog. Uh, 255 with uh, Annette uh, Kanavit. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, a good old Annette, the number two seed. Uh, I don't like laying minus 250, but there's no way Serena Williams, if this match is on the up and up, is going to win this match. No way. She's completely overmatched, if you will. And uh, how about someone sent out a tweet yesterday, August 29, 2001, Serena Williams wins at the U.S. Open, Pujols hits a home run, Guerrero Sr., Craig Biggio, and Dante Bichette all get base hits. 21 years later, yesterday, Serena wins at the U.S. Open, Pujols hits a home run, Guerrero Jr., Biggio Jr. and Bichette Jr. all get base hits. How about that? Football full circle coming up next. 